My favorite thing to do is talk to you. Listening to how your life has been impacted and how you have grown in your organizational journey is so inspiring. Over the years, I have really internalized for myself and verbalized to you that perfect is not a thing. It does not exist. I have replaced the word perfect in my vocabulary with the word excellent. I am not a perfectionist. I am a person of excellence. I invite you to come to share your story about how you are being transformed from a reactive to a proactive person, from an overwhelmed homeowner to one who is now in more control of your time and your spaces. We all want to hear what more grace feels like in your life with your unique circumstances. Do not wait until you are a perfectly organized person. Remember, perfect does not exist. I want to hear from you. Please sign up to join me for a Wednesday podcast interview at organize365.com slash Wednesday. Wendy, welcome to the Organize 365 podcast. Hello. Sorry, I'm going to get all embarrassed and go all um, fangirl quiet. It's so great to be here. Oh my gosh. So I... I was like, surely Wendy's already been on the podcast because we talk so much in the app and everywhere else. And you're like, no, this is this is actually the first time you're going to be on the podcast. Yeah, uh, it's been uh, it's been for three years with Organized Three Six Five, but it's I think it's life always gets in the way, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll get on, I'll get on, but then I just don't fill out the form, and then. It just, oh, I just had to get over. I think I'm at a better place now so that I can actually come on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to quote unquote apply to be on the podcast. There's only one time I've ever said, no, you don't get to be on the podcast. It was someone who had no idea who I was or what I was doing. And they just wanted to like sell something on the podcast. So I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But the application is really just giving you all the questions that I may or may not ask. And for you to process through, like, what would your answers be? And you don't have to write like a book report. It could just be a few sentences. But I do think it slows people down because you have to answer those questions. Yeah, I think the, like I've, I've actually clicked on it before and then went, oh, there's so many questions. I'll think about the answer and then I'll come back and do it. And I think I've done that a few times. I think this time I filled it out. And then the first page is like, oh, yeah, this looks a lot easier this time. And then I click next and it's like, oh, it's the same questions. But I ended up going, yeah, this is the time to do it now that I've been in it for a bit longer now. And I've heard a lot more of the trans, like all the transformation podcasts. And it's like, oh, yeah, just get something down. Just even if it's a little bit, and then you can exaggerate later. You don't have to put too much. I, I think I was trying to <laughs> get the A+. plus. <laughs> Yeah, there's no there's no grading on this application. It's a dozen <laughs> questions. I mean, and the first one is like, how did you find Organize 365? So, Wendy, how did you first find Organize 365? Yeah, um, I found you in Taking Control ADHD podcast, and you were talking about the Sunday basket, and I kind of went, "Oh, that sounds really good." So I went looking for the Sunday basket podcast because you've got a separate one for that, and then followed into the Organized 365 podcast. And that um, was just a gem of information. And this is back when you just had everything on the podcast and I was just binging from start to finish and going, oh, yeah, I've done that. 
okay, I'm going to do this one, the next one. So it was just a lot of things which I could relate to, probably not so much now. And I can see why you've taken some of that off. Like no one has yellow pages anymore. No one really probably uses the yellow pages anymore. So there was a lot of good little things to help get organized. So really enjoyed that. Yes. So the Organized 365 podcast is almost nine and a half years old. I've been talking online for nine and a half years. It's hard to believe that. Um, so yeah, I was a completely different person back then. Our houses don't change a ton, but yes, I had a whole podcast about like in there, I talked about like where you're going to put the phone book. It was part of an idol series, identify, decide, locate, and eliminate. That was one of my first series that I did. Yeah, The, the original cool. 40 weeks, one whole house was the first year of podcast episodes. Those still exist. They're just inside of the productive home solution now. So yeah, it's different, right? It is. And also that was like back in 2020. So yeah. um, lots of time to organize as well. And we were just moving house at that stage. So yeah, definitely enjoyed all the decluttering and having the permission to let go of things which I've held on or couldn't make decisions on. So yes, I, that was a big boom time then. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about moving houses. Who lives in your household with you? Yep. So I've got my husband. I've got two kids, a 13-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. And I have a dog and a cat. All right, full house, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> so you heard me on another podcast and you started looking for the Sunday basket. Were you deciding to get organized? Had you been looking for an organization solution? What got you started? I wasn't looking for organization as such. It was more so that life was just always busy and I was always fighting fires and always trying to keep up and jumping when people tell me to jump it's like oh can you do this now it's like sure or, kids want this now and it just kind of I just wanted the house to be calm and I felt you know if the house is calm I'm calm just needed that calm environment and trying to lead that by example so that they are calm and know doesn't have to happen now you can think about it and I, that's what I liked about the Sunday basket it was you can wait until some, it had really good rules. So it wasn't that I was trying to get organized as such, but it was trying to, how do I make it a different environment for everyone else to enjoy? Okay. Had you tried any other programs to get organized before you tried your DIY Sunday basket? Oh yeah. Well, um, everyone I think did the Marie Kondo thing. Um, <laughs> that was in 2018. And I, th I can't remember how I caught on to that, but I remember reading her books and just getting rid of so much stuff. I got rid of people and that kind of took me like a bit further, but then there was only so much you can do and it was hard to make those decisions. Some of those decisions like does it spark joy and it got rid of physical stuff, but there was still lots of, I guess, the organizing of paper and just your processes and your, your schedules and things like that in life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about your schedules. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so when was the first time that you noticed something was organized that wasn't organized before once you started following Organized 365? Well, I'm, I'd probably say it would be the piles of paper because I'm a paper pilot. So <laughs> I kind of go, oh, yeah, I'll deal with that later or well, I don't really, my stuff didn't really have a home. I think ever since, like when you move from your household, your, your childhood home to your, I guess when you, when you get married, 
you kind of don't really have your your own really little space unless you set up an office or something. So I didn't really have my own space. So I'd be piling things. I'll do that later. And each room probably had a pile, whether it be paper or stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. And I was a, a pile shuffler. <laughs> so even though it's clean or it looked tidy, it was just things moving around. It wasn't really doing anything. It wasn't really a, a great end product if I just kept moving stuff around wasn't doing anything. So that's such a great point. Like when you're in your childhood bedroom, like that's your space in the house. When you're in charge of the whole house, you don't have an administrative office. I remember talking to my friend from Houston and she's like, Lisa, if you could start designing houses with administrative offices in them, it would be really helpful because you do a lot of administration and paper shuffling in a house and there's not really a place for that. And that's, yeah, so it's, I just needed a place to put everything and everything needed a place. So the Sunday basket was good in that at least it went somewhere. If it didn't need to be done straight away, it had a place to be until it could be processed. And it's good that you're able to kind of come up with, I guess, a almost like a flow chart of how things are like to go. It's having that structure and, going it's much easier when someone else has come up with the process rather than trying to work it out for myself so that's probably what the other reason why I kind of went on uh, I've kind of clicked up with the organized 365 program is just that that structure is there and that's less thinking for me to process stuff it's just these are the rules just do it and then do like you know, follow the plan so yeah, I've got my, I've kind of set up a few trolleys of my space of where I keep my basket. And at least it doesn't take up heaps of space, but it also holds things of, okay, I know where things are or where to go. And I guess that all flows together when you add on all the other products as well. So you made your DIY Sunday basket. How far did you get with that? I think I got about six months in, but that was like, I, I binged on the podcast. I, got the paper solution and followed everything with that but it's kind of having that structured paper or the outlines there and because that was a physical product and I thought oh this is back when oh yeah I thought that COVID was only going to be a few months oh when I go over to America <laughs> oh like I'll pick it up on a trip to America and they'll mm. bring it back Obviously, still haven't been to America three years on um, so I, I think the first product I got was actually the 100 day program and that just helped a lot with the organizing I was still doing the Sunday basket but eventually when I oh no when the Friday work box I think was going on sale because it was changing like my Friday work box still says Sunday basket on it. that's how old it is okay. when before before you brought out the Friday work box branded one I kind of went okay I'm just gonna pay for the shipping and just bring it or like get a whole bunch of things over so that's when I bought into everything so I think that was December 2020 at the end and yeah I think that's when a lot of things started to move a lot faster because oh, just so much more momentum just to get things done overwhelming at first but I was like oh my gosh what have I bought into but um it, it's <laughs> been it's it I th and it's because I didn't get the I think I didn't get the um what's it the the book Back in when it was 100 days, I didn't have the book set. I was like, I'll just put a hold on that. I'll, I'll work it out myself just with the videos. But the, the book really did help and the planning day did help yeah. with yeah. getting it yeah, going forward. 
So the interview before yours, we were talking to somebody from Canada. You are from Australia. Yeah. Um, do you remember at all how much it costs to have that shipped to you, that order shipped to you? Oh, it $70 keeps coming up in my head originally, okay. but um, I think it's a lot more now. So yeah, just, so it's that's just 20, inflation. 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. $100 to have it shipped to Canada. And I explained in that podcast, like, it's not me. Like it is just yeah, really yeah. hard to ship things across company country borders. It's it's getting worse. It's not getting better. You would think it'd be getting better the more connected we are. It's not. No, yeah. I I, I think now because I remember I used to complain bitterly. <laughs> Basically, it's like, oh, maybe Lisa should try drop ship. Uh, like yes. you know things like all these other yes. suggesting all these other ideas. But I think I've just kind of gone okay. Yeah, it's shipping. It is what it is. It's almost like you know some people like their handbags and their shoes and like their luxury items. <laughs> like this is like my thing, and I'll be like, oh, if I really want it. You know, this is like not everyone has it in Australia, but at least I go, oh, look at my Sunday mask. Look at my bottle <laughs> Walk it around, like take it out on Sundays. Um, well, people actually do go, oh, I like your bag. Like when, and like when I sit in a cafe, they're like, oh, wow. I'm like, yes, it's a pretty cool heart kind of thing. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I stuff. looked, I looked into it hard. So I told the Canadian story on the last one. I'll tell the Australian story. I looked into multiple print on demand services inside of Australia like where we could send our files over there and have the workbooks and things printed over there so that at least it was already in country. We wouldn't have to have importation fees and things like that. I had where we would send a whole pallet of product there. So then it would also be, at the, I, I mean, I tried all different kinds of things, but once you establish Nexus, like if I were to set up a distribution center in a state in the United States, I would need to file my corporate taxes in that state. So if mm -hmm. I set up a distribution center in Australia, I'm legally doing business in Australia. Now I have to file my corporate taxes. And I was like, okay, I'm not, yeah. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like a, a solopreneur business, but I'm not a very big business. And so 10% of our, of our purchasing audience is not in the United States. So it's not no one who is purchasing internationally. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I keep revisiting it. Every time I revisit it, it gets harder. It's not getting any easier. I can't figure out why. Well, hopefully one day it will be easier. And I said, you know, you've got your PhD at the moment too. Bigger things, more important things happening at the moment. Yeah. So that's why I'm really glad that you've dropped a lot more planning days and like oh, the mini planning days and the implementation days. Because like while while it's a, the shipping costs are a bit inhibitory, um, at least I can still do the planning days and still get that. I mean, I mean, I work, I think it's easier for me to say that because I've already got the products. Yeah. But, uh, for those who haven't got, it's like the same thing. It's like, oh, I just got to jump in, just got to jump in. But for those, because I've already got these products, I mean, anything extra is because, you know, I, you know, it's more of a, a um appearance and I like the products but yeah at the moment at least my money work seems to be working a lot harder if I do the planning days and things like that yes so that's reminding me so back in the day our workbook for planning day used to have a planner component to mm -hmm. it and it was dated and that was that was great for some reasons and it was hard for some reasons like that planner had tabs in it so it was really expensive to make that we we print everything in the United States and then um, if it was dated and we didn't sell it, we had to throw them away. Like once we threw away 700, which is just, yes, I mean, yes. such a waste. So that was such a waste. And we had different covers for the three different seasons. 
Um, and it was just a constant, uh, the inventory was a problem. But the other thing that was a problem was if we wanted to sell internationally and we wanted to be able to ship you a whole year's worth because they were dated and because they were different, that meant we had to order in planners a year in advance in order to have three in-house in order to mail them out. So once I made, uh, you know, I sat down and I thought about it and, I, and international was a big part of this decision, international, the planner portion, the dating of it. And I thought, you know, well, you can't do everything for everyone. And there are literally thousands of planner companies, thousands of them. But companies that actually teach you how to plan the way Organize 365 does, I mean, they're probably five. I, I don't even know who what they would be. I can only think of one um, that plans at this level and none that plan at the home level the way that we're planning. And I was like, okay, well then everybody's buying their own planners anyway. Everyone was already sending in all their suggestions. In your next planner, make it disc bound, make it three hole punch, make it this mm. size, make this to fit with my planner. And I was like, why are we- A4, A4. Yeah, that's right. Why are we bending ourselves into pretzels to match thousands of planner companies? Let's just let anybody get any planner they want and let's figure out the workbook that goes with planning day only because you really don't need to keep going back to that planner. You do planning day, you might revisit it a couple of weeks later, and then you're off running your trimester. You don't need to keep doing it. And once I made that decision, simplified inventory, it, it our money went further. And then we were able to do what we did last July, which we plan on doing again in July. So international, get ready. Uh, in July, if you are in the Productive Home Solution, we will be allowing you to do an annual subscription which is renewable of the Productive Home Solution Planning Day. So you lock in that lower price and you get all three of your planners all at once. And so it's yes. cheaper on shipping, it's cheaper on everything. So I, you may not believe it, but we are thinking about international probably more than we should around here. Like we're always like, <laughs> everything we do, we're like, and how is this going to impact international customers? Like we're always asking ourselves that question. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's waking up at five o'clock, midnight, one o'clock in the morning to keep up with you guys. Planning day, like in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's still hanging on. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm taking out here. Do I say something or do I just take it? Just take in the head. And I remember back in the day when you used to turn off the camera and stop recording, and then you'll have all these questions, and I'll be like, oh, I want to stay for this bit, but it's like, oh my gosh, it's so early in the morning. I'm just like, just hang on, feel yeah, I gotta stay, stick at it, stick at it. Yes, so, I know, but, I know. yes, I know. Yeah. And I think the other, the other point to like, you've made the investment now. So you're like, well, I've already made the investment. I think for any woman investing in organized 365, it's selfish money. It's not selfish money because it's household money, but we feel like it's selfish money because we feel like it's only for us, even though the impact of what we will get from it will relieve our stress and all of this stuff and will impact the family but we feel like we're taking away from some other part of the family budget and we're the only person that's gonna benefit, which is not true when you really think about it logically. But I think that's why it's so hard for people to actually just part with sometimes a couple thousand dollars to go all in when the truth of the matter is you'll spend more than that on preschool. <laughs> like, like you'll spend more than that on soccer and camp. Like we spend this kind of money. We just don't earmark it at one lump sum time for us. That's true. And I think for me, it's going, well, I'm not forgetting things. I'm not eating up my time by driving back and forth. I'm not going, oh, I forgot that at the supermarket. I need to go back and get that. It's the meal planning. So I'm not getting takeaway it's five times a week. It's a lot of little things or oh, I forgot to pay this or yeah, it's kind of, it's given me so much more 
freedom and so much more. It has saved me money, I think, in that way. And also not losing, oh, that, that voucher's expired. I can't use that anymore. Those vouchers these days are a lot longer than what they used to be. But it's just, yeah, having everything together and then going, oh, yeah. I, and I do, my, my, yeah, the family benefits from it because you know, I'm calmer, I'm cooking at home, I'm, I've got more time or I've got more planned time to go, okay, this time I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to take my nap before I pick them up. So at least I'm a lot more calmer for the afternoon for them. It's, it's just a lot of other things, even like for me, I think I've gotten my money's worth and it's all for me, it's self care because like if I'm doing the planning and things like that, I feel a lot more calmer. So it's my way of keeping myself, my sanity. Um, it's really helped me in that way. So I'm just, I don't know. I just feel so much more calmer. It's for me. I, I don't think anyone, I don't think I've done planning since I was living at home with my parents. It was always like, it was easier looking after yourself and everything has a place. And I think the structure was there, but um, now that I'm older, you don't think about, Oh yeah, I've got a or Even when I was in school, you kind of have those structures because you've got to, Right. work with other people but when you're in your own householding you're kind of the one running it all and you don't think about all the planning things and how things work you just kind of run with whatever and then you kind of get to a point where you forget and you're just doing what needs to be done so the planning has really helped work out and prioritize what needs to be done and what doesn't need to be done okay so thank you for that and also you're in australia you talk to your Australian Organized 365 friends yes. and there are definitely some things that are on the Australian calendar that are not on the American calendar. And so I know that like I tried to figure it out and I couldn't figure it out. Um, so now I'll <laughs> say like Mother's Day in the United States. And that's why I'm always saying like American Thanksgiving, because I know people on the podcast and in planning day are not celebrating American Thanksgiving, and you may have. Do you have Thanksgiving? I know England has Thanksgiving, but it's at a different time. Uh, we oh, it's not. It's Canada. not a standard. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a standard thing in Australia. Well, you I don't think, celebrate unless... when the United States left England. <laughs> <laughs> why? We, why don't you celebrate this? <laughs> well, we we there's yeah. Unless you actually lived in America, or you you don't celebrate, or if you haven't got those ties, you don't celebrate yeah. Thanksgiving. We have, uh, let's see, there's Australia Day in, in January 26th. So we've got a lot of holidays near the start of the year. So that's the first one. Um, we've got, I mean, I'm in South Australia. We have Adelaide Cup Day, which is in March. But like, for example, Melbourne has theirs in November. There's, what else is there? We have Anzac Day, which is in April. We have, and that's close to Easter. And we have the King's Birthday in June. Or oh, actually, that's. Some states have it in different times. So in South Australia, it's in June, I think. And then we have in South Australia, we have Labor Day in October. I think that's the main ones. And then you've got Christmas, New Year's. What is January 26th? That's Australia Day. It's right uh, before. So you wouldn't have 4th of July. Do you have uh, like a Memorial so Day? I guess that's kind of like our, that's kind of like. Day? No, <laughs> no, we are. Um, no, we're still that. dependent. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, Australia Day is, I guess, similar to the Independence okay. Day, or the probably the closest thing that's closest to that. Okay. Okay. So yeah, 
Okay, so that that's just holidays, which maybe I can learn those. I don't think so, but maybe. But yeah, so everything is kind of rolled up there. So uh, at the end of the end of the school year is in December, and then that leads into Christmas holidays and New Year. That's our summer holiday. So school doesn't start again till last week of January, first week of February. So you've also got the Australia Day holiday there as well. So that's kind of where all the busyness, all the, and that's where that's like our golden window. Uh, well, that's what I feel it is, our golden window, because everything's so just rolled into there. When does school get out? Like the first week of December or the middle of December? It depends. So if you're private, public, independent school. So usually probably the second week of December. It's like and a six-week summer. Yeah, so it's about a six-week summer. That's just the primary high schools. And if it, if you're in like year 11, year 12, which is your senior years and you've got exams, you finish a bit earlier than that because of the exam. Okay. You finish as soon as your exams finish. And then the universities finish probably about the first week of December, I think, as well. It's like they're a bit earlier again. So your middle of December to the end of January is like our July and first two weeks of August. And so, so yeah, I would Mid think, of December to January, yeah. And it's the end of your year, uh, end of your calendar year. So in, in the United States, more people join the Productive Home Solution in August than do in January. Because the beginning of the school year is actually more of a beginning of the year. You move into the productivity of September and October, and then it gets broken up by the holidays from the middle of November through December. And then January, really it's January 8th. It's whatever the first full yeah. week is, is when you get that next organizing energy. But it's not as big of an organizing energy because it's in the middle of winter. You're going into cold. You should be hibernating, actually. And so it's kind of like a push to get organized, you get a little bit stuck. Like you can, you can yeah. do it, but when you do it in the fall, you just fly. So that's kind of oh. like, you're going into fall. Like you, you have the summer energy going into fall plus the end of like, yeah, it really is a huge yeah. golden window for you guys. Well, that's the thing. What I noticed is that cause we in September, like the organizing day in August, September is kind of going us going into spring. So that's when you do your decluttering, your spring cleaning. And mm -hmm. then in January, that's like when everyone makes the new year's resolutions and things like that. And just about the uh, end of first week, second week of January is when people go back to work as well. So, cause they've just finished the new year's holidays, Christmas holidays, mm -hmm. but yes, mm -hmm. that's where I get a lot of energy. And then cause I've got kids, we've got back to school then as well. So that's where there's lots of, oh. like, it's just multiplied. And I think this year it's just, I've, I've noticed that I post a lot more in January and I was looking past in the apps. It's like, oh, I'm doing a lot of posts in January because that's where all the energy is and um, that's where we're running. And I think a lot of people, probably the Americans on the app are looking at us going, wow, where are these crazy Australians coming from with yeah, all this you energy? you want to be doing the back to school blitz right now. Like you're literally yeah. doing the back to school blitz and the fall round of the productive home solution and the new year round all at the same time. And the holidays just before that too. Yeah. Oh my so everything's just like, back to My back brain to back. is exploding. So what I noticed last year was in June, July, because it's quiet, I started doing a lot more paperwork planning and organizing my binders and just redoing a lot of papers. Oh, and July is our tax time. So end of June, June 30, 1st of July, that's the end of financial year. New like 1st of July is the start of the new, the next financial year. 
So that's our, yeah, our time. And it's winter, yes. So, but we do paper in the Productive Home Solution in the summer, so that matches. Yeah, that, that kind of matches. That matches well, I yeah. find that I don't, when it slows down, I don't feel like doing anything physical. So that's why summertime is a good time to get your projects done. That's what we're doing. And I think because of the, the weather, I'm just doing a lot more physical stuff. That's when I'm doing a lot of, like, you know, with all the veggies and fruits and things like that are just growing. So it's like, oh, I've got to pick everything before it goes off. Um, it's, yeah, there's just a lot of physical stuff. And so I'm trying to do a lot more, I guess, and because they're school holidays, I can't really do much thinking stuff. I'm just doing a lot of physical decluttering and organizing. Whereas the winter, because it's cold and I don't want to do anything, I'm just going, okay, it's a lot of sitting down, paperwork, thinking. That's what I'm finding that I'm doing. So where you live, which is in the middle of the country, in the southernmost oh, part. Yeah, so yeah. down so the I'm bottom. In the United States, this would be Texas. You live in Texas. <laughs> you like the United States, it's where you're. Oh, we've, we've, got be- we've got beaches. It's our weather is similar to California. It's okay, Mediterranean. So that's I was going to ask for in the summertime, how hot does it get? In the wintertime, how cold oh, does it get? Um, this is uh, everywhere in Australia. I guess it's like America. Everywhere is different. So in South Australia, we are really dry. So it, oh, I don't know the conversions. It gets it gets usually to be like high thirties, forty degrees. This is Celsius. Um, and in winter, you'd be getting like ten. We don't we don't get snow. It's just really cold okay. and nippy. So yeah, ten so maybe degrees, like Arizona or something, like the south, <laughs> like just like in the south in the United States. Mm-hmm. You don't usually get snow, but it does get cold. Yeah. Um, they have beaches. We don't have any of this in Ohio, by the way. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a beach. I wouldn't sit at it. <laughs> you oh, I love it. the bit. Love the beach. Yeah. Not in Ohio, you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's kind of the same. Speaking for all, all Australians, no pressure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is uh, the Australians in our group are very vocal. And so that's how oh, it yeah, works yeah. so much. Because I wouldn't know if you guys don't tell me. I mean, how am I going to know? I am getting there sometime. So yeah, I told I Greg, I'm like. Was- <laughs> I'm like, we're going, you know, okay, England this year, Italy next year, and then Australia, because I'll be done with the PhD. And he's like, I don't want to go to Australia. I'm like, that's fine. I'll be gone for a month. <laughs> so you can either come with oh, me or not come month. with me. And he's like, you're going to leave me? I'm like, you're invited. <laughs> like, you're invited to go. I've told you when you're going, we're going. I've been talking about this for five years. I'm going. He's like, what are you going to do when you get there? I go, I'm going to start on one coast. I'm going to snorkel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all the way to the other coast. I have it all planned in my head. We are going to fly. I was like, and and I said, you know what? We can add on Hawaii because he wants to go to Hawaii. He's been there before. Oh, I was yeah. like, we can go to Hawaii for like, you know, four days, three nights. And then you go on to Australia and then the other side of Australia. And then he's like, well, when we're there, we should go to New Zealand. I'm like, whatever. And then I said, I think we should go to Italy, you know, and stay a couple yeah. of days and just kind of like hop around the world. He's not oh, excited Australia. about this plan. I'm ecstatic about this plan. Well, Australia is a big place and like yeah. every place, there's so many different places because like there's in South Australia, like I'm down, got to come to Adelaide, but then. Oh, you guys are going to plan it all for, I'm not even going to have to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you guys are going to have a meeting and you're going to be like, Lisa's here this many days. Who's picking her up and where are we taking her? And then oh, I'll totally. just, yeah, I, I have no worries whatsoever. So Greg's like, this is such a long time that you're going to be gone from the dog, from the whatever. I'm like, look, if I'm flying halfway around the world. I'm going everywhere I want to go when I'm there. Yeah. Like, I'm, yes. gonna, I'm going there. 
for a while. So anyway, you guys can start planning. It's like three years from now, probably. Okay, we'll put it on the calendar. Yeah, we oh, yeah, talk I, about all of this. I have already. Well, that's the thing. I've, you used to put this in the plan in the in the planner. You know, you do the plan the year, but you used to do plan the next three years. So you just have a little yes. box with the next three years. And I had mm. to do that this time because I'm actually able to think that far ahead now. Um, on a cue card, I put like the next three years and go, oh. This is when so-and-so is going to graduate. Oh, this is a milestone birthday. This uh, this is when this is happening. So I mean, I'll add it to it, but it's like, oh, you, yeah, add you it to it. Of, you, you still got to think so much forward to, um, oh, I'm actually capable of doing that. Like don't you make it your three, your five year plan. I haven't quite gone to the 10 year yet, but yeah, it's, it's so much oh, more free to be able to think so much forward. But yes, come to Adelaide, Kangaroo Island. There's so much to do. You need more than so. A, you got to live. Wait, I know, right? So uh, <laughs> Wait, work when remotely. should work I come? Remote. When should I come? Because I want to go snorkeling. Remember? Oh, okay. So now, if you want to snorkel, you'd probably be wanting to go to Queensland. And Queensland, yeah. you want to go in the dry, like the dry season. So that's like July, August, like middle of the year, May, May to to August, probably. Because once it gets to the warmer, hot season, that's their wet season. So oh. it'll be lots of rain. And I think that's when you have to actually hold on. I'm, forget, scrap all that. Forget what I, I would need to get back to you with that because I don't know okay. if we said that well. You just <laughs> put I'm, me in I'm a little just, pink slash pocket for Lisa's trip in like yeah. 2026 <laughs> and collect information. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, because, because the, I totally forgot about the jellyfish and I'm just thinking, When's jellyfish? When do the jellyfish come yeah. out? And I've kind of went. There's oh. so many like sharks and stuff in there. And barracuda. I was like, oh yeah, well, there's been a lot. I mean, they won't be interested in me. Craig's like, yes, <laughs> they're going to be interested in you. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go on like a little boat thing. They'll know what we're doing. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. But yes, yeah, um, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. And then they, that's if you want to do the snorkeling. But there's so much more to see. It's not just the snorkeling. So exciting yeah. yes i place. am gonna be recording a podcast i've thought a lot i guess i keep saying i want to travel i want to travel i want to travel well now i'm like i'm gonna travel like i'm just gonna start traveling um and so i was like okay where do i want to go what do i want to do and one of the things is snorkeling like if we're going somewhere hot with a beach i want to snorkel um mm-hmm. which you can't do very much in the united states but i have found places and we're going to try them out and Craig's like, what is it with the snorkeling i'm like we did it on our honeymoon and i loved it we we're in jamaica i loved it you know, he likes to fish or golf or whatever. I'm not interested in any of those things, but I do like snorkeling. So I'm like, okay, fine. And then I was well, like, best places to snorkel in the world. And they're like all in Australia. Well, the other places, I mean, I don't know much about it, but Western Australia apparently has good snorkeling as well. Because mm-hmm. I hear that there's whale sharks and things, but don't quote me on that. I think it's just kind of I think one of those things where it's like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? I think western australia is i think the other place you might want to go but yeah there's lots to do in south australia come to south australia (laughs) oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go once someone explained to me that australia is like the whole united states only you do east coast west coast and the south like you don't do the middle oh you kind of drive straight through the mirror so you do from adelaide to darwin that's a really it's it's a long road trip but you see stuff you wouldn't see it's just so red it's like when you think australian outback it's just like see it to believe it it's amazing it's amazing i will oh, see <laughs> if we can get greg to come i will stay longer <laughs> greg to come i don't know he'll come what does he like he likes golf wasn't it what does he like uh um, he was a golf 
You know, yeah, he likes he likes me to be at home with him. <laughs> That's what he likes. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So back to you. All right. So now we've got the home. Well, I'm gonna have to. I may have to revisit uh, the next Australian person to come on the Wednesday podcast. Can keep informing me of what the home life cycle is like for Australians. This is awesome. Let's move to the Friday workbox. Do you have a Friday workbox story or two that you would like to share? Oh, I haven't. Uh, my Friday workbox is just continuously evolving. And I don't know if it's really any stories. I just bring it with me. It's kind of my main focus is the house, but I do have, we, we run a couple of Airbnbs and that's kind of where I've had to separate it from my Sunday basket because it was getting a bit overwhelming and it was getting missed if I didn't have a separate Friday workbox. Mm. But um, I find that I'm getting better at planning. I think it was more so that we, so we've got a, one of the properties has a really big garden and it was, we were turning over a lot of gardeners. So it was just trying to get to the point of organizing that side of them. Because I mean, I don't manage people and this is all new to me. So I think I've learned a lot from, particularly from all the podcasts from the, this was just before when you did the, the meetings. I remember just there was a lot of information that I got about running, like just managing businesses that I wouldn't have thought about because I'm just thinking about my job. But yeah, managing people has been something that has really slowly grown. Um, that it's not so much. I mean, it's always going to be oh, something oh, I've got to do. But um, I don't dread it so much anymore. So I've kind of gone, okay, what do I need? And I think I've learned a lot from turning up to the weekly Friday work boxes at five o'clock in the morning, and also kind of bouncing off other, kind of seeing what other people do as well. I, I look, there's. Another Australian, which I don't know, Lisa, who's in Western yep. Australia, which I've heard on a couple of podcasts. Like I remember seeing her post up examples of what she did with her administrative stuff, and I'm, yes. I just kind of went, "Wow, that's what I need yes. to do." So I think I, I, I bought it. it because I mean I jumped in before the price rise, so I didn't touch it for a long time. So it was a bit slow to start, and because it's not because it's like the, the gig economy, it's not like a typical workplace. It's kind of work at how you do it and trying to yeah. learn how to, because that was like something I learned how to do like I didn't I'm not I've got I, I, I studied pharmacy at uni so I've gotten totally nothing to do with business so it's been a big this is like all my business studies basically and um mm -hmm. I've learned a lot from from that so it's not really one particular story but it's just going winning at trying to make it less effort and so that way I can focus more on my house stuff and it's trying to set it up to a point where it almost runs itself or I yeah. I have scheduled in when I need to check in on it. So when you say that one of the Airbnbs has a large garden, you mean yard, right? Like grass? Um, talking, or do you mean like um, vegetable and flower garden? Five, 15 acres? Is that big? Yeah, you mean of grass, right? So in the oh, United no, 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 States, no, 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 you'd say it oh. has large yard. <laughs> A large yard. Oh, it, so a garden would be like it, where vegetables or fruit are grown. Okay, I think so that's what we, you mean. It has a large yard, right? Oh, so originally it had like a sheep paddock, which we turned into an orchard, which has about oh my um, 80 to 90, 90 uh, fruit trees. Uh, we've got a veggie patch. We've got a wildlife sanctuary, a rescue. I don't think this is a job. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, yeah. I, I'm I, saying like this is totally a job. You have yeah, multiple look, houses <laughs> and all of these things, and you're like, I was trying to do it in my little Sunday basket work thing, but maybe it's just kind of like the, it's a revenue generating, income producing. Yes, it is. Yes, it it's is. Totally. It's, yeah, yes. totally. And it, oh, this little yes. blah 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 on the side. Yeah. Well, the, I think that's always it's always kind of been rejected yes. and it's kind of and it yeah as you say it's kind of it's because I'm not physically doing the gardening I'm not physically right. like but uh, it involves a lot of managing and yes. for me it, and it's kind of kind of hard because when people think oh yeah you're it's like oh do you do the cleaning it's like there's more to it than just just yes. the, the just renting it out to people there's like we're trying to create an experience so People come there. This is like one of the properties. People come there, and you know, you can, you know, pick the vegetables and pick and pick the fruit when it's fruit season. You know, wow. you just hang out, relax, go like listen to the birds. It's and we're trying to kind of make it an experience. Like we didn't have internet there before, but we do there now. But it was kind of like you know, disconnect to reconnect. It was kind of a place to yeah. rejuvenate. Like you just kind of like. Very cool. Yeah, when you come to Adelaide, you can stay there. Yeah, I'm Yeah, Add it to the itinerary. Add it to my itinerary. Yeah, it's a big job. And I think we had originally, we had help setting it up with the garden, but then it's kind of like, okay, now we've set it up. It's kind of, this is how you maintain it. And then it's kind of like, oh, that's my, oh, that's my job. <laughs> so it's kind of working out like, okay, I need to remember, I need a book. So it's a lot of getting the scheduling and the jobs and, getting to I was fighting a lot of fires before going okay oh no this is broken or I need to call this person in to do that so a lot of I guess not prevent maintenance stuff to make sure that you don't get to that point and foreseeing okay we need to get onto this or it's almost time for this to get done so it was a lot of how do we make this better how do we stop this issue like how do we fix this problem? I remember like one of the things was entry, like locks and things like that. Just thinking, okay, what's the backup plan if this doesn't work or just having those things all thought out. Yes. Lots of planning. (laughs) Yeah. How many, how many properties do you have? Oh, we only got two short-term properties now, but yeah, they, they take, they do take time. And I mean, I, it's, it's love. They're lovely places. It's just the marketing, trying to get it, yeah. Um, I guess self-sufficient <laughs> and running. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I've just learned all about marketing and all like we've mm-hmm. like we've had the interior done. So it's like okay, we have to do the re- like. It's funny because it's always been um because my husband's the ideas person, and then he'll be like, oh yeah, let's do this, and then I'll be the one. Okay, let's. I'll be the one. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna execute it. Gonna execute how we get. Yeah. And then yeah. So to me, it's idea. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna redo the insides, and it's like oh, but. Now that it looks so much different, we've got to rebrand it. So it's like, okay, we've got to look at marketing. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got to learn about marketing and get a marketing company. Like, yeah, oh, we just learning a lot about the business side of things. Yes. Oh. What do you think you have more of now? I wrote an answer to this one. Let me, I like my answer. I think I said self-awareness. I have more self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I don't know, where is it? I've got my cheat sheet here. What do you have more of? Oh, I have lots of lazy Susans and self-awareness. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think before it was, was, I wasn't thinking about myself. It's just what do I need to do? So now I'm kind of going, how am I feeling? What do I need? What time have I got 
is that realistic? Am I capable of achieving that in the time I've got? Because you can you can do anything and everything, just not all at once. And yeah. being able to see the bigger picture, having more perspective, self-awareness, that's what I've got more of now. And lazy. I love, I love when you were talking about the kids were going to be coming home from school and you checked your schedule. Do I need to take a nap now? Like, do you remember saying that? I was like, I love oh. that answer. Oh, well, the, and you give me permission to take it. I remember there was, when was, was it the holiday, the mini, the mini, the holiday blitz mini planning day. And you said, nah, I remember that. And I just went, oh, I'm allowed to take naps. I take it. And yeah. I do it during, like, I used to always get really frustrated on school holidays and really dread school holidays because I don't have my time to myself because they're at yes. school. So I can do what I need to do without thinking about yes. the kids. So I'm like, I'm going to take a midday nap. Like, okay, this is my morning block. Do what I need mm-hmm. to do. I'm going to take a nap. And, then, and I remember putting it on like the post-it and taking a picture of it and showing it. And it was like, I love how you do it. Take it. And I think people need to give more permission yeah. to give themselves a nap because it's just that recharge. It's that thinking time. Like, even if you're sleeping or resting your brain, you think your brain's resting, you're actually processing stuff. You're thinking. Yes. And um, yes. you kind of need that because there gets to a point where I just get, I get, I'm really tired. I need to just recharge and kind of power back up. And I need that. And it means that I'm not grumpy when the kids get home or I'm not so yep. reactive because um, they're kind of decompressing from their day and I'm not yelling at my husband and going <laughs> rather. So it's like, hi, how was your day? Um, exactly, so exactly. It's, it's, so it's kind of, it just makes it easy. It, you kind of set the tone for the house and for the mm-hmm. for the rest of the family so if you're all wound up they're going to be all wound up so if yeah. I'm more relaxed um and I try to get everything done before they get home um at least that time is for them and I'm not focused on other things do you think that you have more time now and if so how are you using that time well I think <laughs> my husband probably sees like you do a lot of planning you're doing a lot of planning and it's like yeah but when I execute, it's just like, there it is. It's like, it's, so I, I, I do enjoy the planning because it, it's not, I mean, for me, it's not just about going, okay, I need to do this. Here's the plan. But it's also, that's the, my dreaming time as well. It's kind of the thinking, oh, you know, how could, like, it's, it's not a stressful planning. Um, so for me, I have a lot more time to do that. And also if um, it's also having, because I've got all everything certain days and everything tasked at it just means that um I'm yeah it's hard to it's I'm just I mean I can do more but then I can do more fun stuff or stuff that it's not just about oh this needs to be fixed or this needs to be done it's kind of we I can make time to think about the holidays I can make time to think about um when I'm going to buy this or when I need to do this or things like that which have been in my Sunday basket or my pink slash pocket for a long time and go, I can finally do that. Yeah. Projects. Yeah. yeah. I'm spending more and more and more time planning. Also, I, I've spent more time planning in the last six weeks than I have maybe in the last six years. And I think it is because I have this second year of the PhD looming. Like I, I don't know what my deal is about the second year of the PhD. I think it's because I've been working 56 hours a week now for a solid year. And really working those 56 hours, um, mm-hmm. it's a lot. That's a lot of hours. And, and I think it's, it's also anticipating it. 
anticipating what's coming up. It's a lot. I can do it. (laughs) But I know I'm doing it at least a year and a half, probably two years longer. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot of work. I'll probably be ready for a lot of travel and working 40 hours or less after that. It's it's a long season. I'm headed into the middle one. So I'm like, my planning has planning has planning. Planning Uh the house, planning work, planning the school. And I planned the house and the school so much last year that I thought that this, the work would go kind of on autopilot. Cause I mean, I've done this business for like 11 years at that point, like, but it's the thinking time at work that I lost. Cause whenever I was mm-hmm. in work, things would come up. I'd end up in another meeting and I ended up 80% in meetings, 20% working on my purple time. I had no pink time. I had no mm-hmm. onion ring driving time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any of that higher level strategic thinking time mm-hmm. in the company. And I'm like, okay, I have to maintain. I mean, that's the thing that only I do. And I think and that's so, how I felt too with these yeah. holidays because I signed up to work Friday, work, uh, the workbox planning day and the implementation day. I've watched them, but to really sit down and nut it out, yeah. I haven't quite gotten that. That's what yeah. I'm going to do this week because it's I will end say, this week. <laughs> I don't think it's just you and me, Wendy, because I talked to another business owner and she and I, we like normally like run our business plans by each other because, you know, you don't always make all that stuff public knowledge. And she's like, with the goals though, like, do we double it this year? Do we hold the line? Do we like, and finally at the end, like we talked the other day and she's like, I I just have, I don't really have like this big goal we're going after. It's kind of, I know what I'm doing and I have my routines and everything and we're just going to kind of run with it. And Mm -hmm. I can't remember how she worded it. And I was like, that's it. She's like, I kind of have these focus areas. And I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. I have these focus areas. Like, PhD, Sunday Basket, Productive Home Solution, Travel, Greg. Like these are my five focus areas and I'm focusing on these, but I don't really have like the, this is the goal and we're going to achieve this goal and this is how we're going to do it. And this is whatever. And she and I both have never planned this way before and we did it independently. And now you're saying the same thing. I think there's just something right now where we're just not doing that. Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't know why we're all just kind of like, okay, this is kind of our intention, but we're going to hold it kind of loosely and see what's going on. I don't know. Yes. Well, the, that's the thing with the Airbnb stuff. Like we have, we always have ideas, but it's kind of like, okay, when do we execute them? So that's why thinking mm-hmm. so much like years ahead and going, okay, this is a year to do that and yep. going, okay, well, this year, this is like, there's not a big plan because we did a lot of big planning last year. It's like, how do we hold the fort? How do we maintain this? What's the next step from that? And putting that into this year's plan, not sure exactly quite when, but I guess, yeah, for me, it's from past experience to go, okay, well, this, like, I know that summer is just when I have to think about picking free. It's a lot of physical work. So it's kind of waiting till later. So it's every season or every mini year, it's not the same type of planning. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, right, right. Yeah. So right. I think at the moment, it's just kind of maintaining. This is like the maintenance, holding it out, keeping, and because we've got tax coming up as well. So I know that. I've got to be, it's, it's paperwork time soon to do all the, like getting all the paperwork, paperwork yes. ready and then the numbers and things like that. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of things going on, but it's, it's just kind of getting it down. I don't go, I don't plan it to the extent of going, this is what we're doing this week, this week. It's kind of like, these are the checkpoints that I need to do yes. by this in this quarter let's make it work kind of thing. And if it 
some things are longer than a quarter, some things aren't. So it's just trying to be able to break it down into chunks which are really stick to the time frame and your moment in life. Yeah. What do you wish you had known sooner? That I'm not the weird one, that lots of people <laughs> think the way that I do. And there are people who like to organize too. It was funny because that's, I remember at the start when I joined Organize 365, I did this big call. I was like, are there any Aussies here? Any, like, because I mean, I've kind of, I talk about, I talk about, about Organize 365 all the time. And um, I have like my organizing buddies and like, so if I ever talk, it's like, oh, oh, I'll tell them. They're like, oh, wow, that's so cool. When I talk about things I do or show them pictures of my organizing and planning, they're like, whoa, next level. It's kind of like I have those people who are like-minded. I have that tribe and kind of don't feel so alone about that and the way I think. Because I remember it's like, why are you doing Like I remember like if my husband would be like, oh, why are you doing it that way? That's a bit weird. And it's just. And it's like, then it's like, oh, actually, I'm not the only one who does it this way. It's because it's just the way that it's more, most efficient, or I find that most efficient. Like, you know, in the morning, you wake up and you turn on all your machines and, you know, make things work for you. Yes. Working out what the rate limiting step of things are. And you have to do that first to make everything else run a bit more smoothly. Yeah. It's, you, you didn't, you don't have to do like, you don't have to jump all the time when other people say jump. Yeah, it's it's okay to go, okay, this doesn't need to be done right now. Um, yes. yes. And other people actually do that too. And yes. yeah, it just was like, yeah, you're like 10 years. Like I think I was trying to work it all out before and now it's like, oh, Lisa's like 10 years older than me and like she's already done everything. I just need to follow her plan now. So that just makes it so much easier that I'm not the only one doing it this way and thinking this way and someone's already done it and, written it all out. So I just follow the plan. Yes. Yes. What advice would you give to somebody brand new who either just found the podcast this week, or they're like, I've been listening to the podcast for a while. And they're like, okay, I placed my order or I'm placing my order right now. Um, what would you tell them? I would say, go back to Lisa basics, give yourself grace and done is better than perfect. And just keep at it, chip away to start. It's just the habit. If you build the habit, it just gets so much easier. I was overwhelmed when I first started, like going, oh, what have I gone myself into? But, um, yeah, reach out to the community. We're all friendly and, you know, we're all, we're just everyone's cheerleader. So I think that's yes. where it is. So when, yeah, when people first start out, it's really overwhelming. And, yep. yeah, everyone, everyone was at that spot. So, you know, you're, you're not alone and you'll get, you'll get there. You'll get there. Wendy, thank you for getting up early, early, early in the morning. Like you're meeting with me at five, which means you were up before 5 a.m. Australian yes. time. I really yes. appreciate it. I'm so glad you came on to share your story. Oh, anytime, Lisa. Anytime for you. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Thank you.